Welcome to Casual Quest Masters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in the world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? What will they do? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. Get your dice ready because we are back to another session of Casual Quest Masters. Welcome to our own Faerun, everybody. Representing Neverwinter is Nikhil Chodumela. Hi. I play Vol Nightwalker Val Nagoni, and he doesn't have, really have any time for wit. Brandon Thresher. I'm Magdor Bandiron, and he is armed and ready. <laughs> <laughs> and yours truly, Tyler Vitito, as Roger, the angry lad who doesn't have a dad or mom. But last. And certainly not least, is our all-powerful Dungeon Master, Glenn Houston. I like turtles. I did it. You like turtles? I do. I told myself not to sing song because I hate the way I do it. It's like, you like turtles. You like turtles. How are you doing? I'm great. How is everyone else? How's the party? Doing okay. Doing okay. Uh... (laughs) Bull just left the uh, the stage. He peaced out. Oh, he's back. Cool. I forgot to turn off my uh, uh, fans. Oh, awesome, awesome, perfect. Oh man, uh, yeah. This is a D and D five E live action podcast coming straight to your uh, earbuds. For those hearing us live, welcome. For those hearing us in the podcast, welcome. I hope you like the edits. And uh, let's roll a D twenty to see who gets to do the recap this week. Let's see. Oh shit. Did you crit? Oh shit. So <laughs> I rolled a 17. Um, I rolled a 5. Nice. And Tyler, oh, fucking damn Tyler, it. Tyler, what'd you roll? I rolled an 18. Again. The, the curse of what Glenn said. It would be funny if somebody did it every single week because it kept rolling back. It's a sure shit. Yep. Oh. Uh, <laughs> What about you, Brandon? What, yeah. Did you get a 19 or a 20? I rolled a 17. 17. <laughs> oh! And I, I rolled he first, so I thought it was going to be me for sure. Yeah. Like he, he, he got nervous, but then I come strump, you know, I was like, oh man, I look like a fool on the red carpet, but then I just like step out of the limousine and go face first into the cement right there. It's like, <laughs> oh no, it's going to be that guy. Everybody's starting to look at him. And it's, like, it's fine. Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh, so, doing the recap is supposed to be a punishment, but I'm going to turn it into a reward. I really like doing the recap. Her, her, her. Previously, in the adventures of Faerun, three adventurers faced off against the Wu-Tarzan clan, also known as, well, regular bandits. We fought them. It was hard. There was a lot of help on each side. We almost died a couple of times, but thankfully, through the power of bullshit, we survived. After capturing two and taking them to the town of Long Saddle, we, uh... Well, one of us uh, stayed at a near an anvil on a bench, uh, and the other two uh, didn't really talk to each other. Uh, but we 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 all slept in a room together, all four of us. Two good guys, and two guys are kind of good, but one of them's an asshole, and they're both tied up. Uh, they saw my naughty bits because I was in my normal form, but that's okay. Now, next morning, uh, it seems like maybe Vol had some hesitation to the situation because it seems like the bad guys are claiming not to be bad guys. They're just doing bad stuff for good reasons, of course. But who the fuck cares? We want money. So we took them back to the town of Neverwinter, where we dropped them off 
persuasive loot, which was provided to us through crows, ravens. Sorry, sorry, crows are good, ravens are terrible. And uh, so the bad guys are still with Vol in his room. Okay, the bad guys are still with Vol in his room, who didn't have to worry about doing any kind of checks or anything because apparently they're chill at this point. We'll on that later. But yes, the the ravens were trying to give us sweet shit, and two of us said, yeah, nah, and the other one got some sweet shit, suggesting with the note and some good stuff that maybe there'll be more work for him soon, and to meet a Jura uh, somewhere at the specified location the next evening. Oh, and that brings us eat my ass. And, <laughs> and that's my journey. <laughs> Wait, is it Ajira or Algira? Algira. Algira, eat my ass. That's her last name. It's canon. Algira. Okay. Algy. Oh, that's. It's an ear. L. 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 That was a good recap, I think. That was good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did my weird gravelly voice to sound kind of like half ass uh, Summer. Snake. Uh, <laughs> find out in the next episode Michael of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> explosions. <laughs> cool dudes don't look at explosions. It's just um, two oh. two brothers, and and there's a grandma. And nobody, Rick and Morty. Mick and Rorty? Yeah. Okay. DM, please take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, absolutely. Thank you for the recap. Um, And because it's technically something you have to do because you rolled a certain way, um, if you do do the recap, I'm going to grant you an inspiration point to start the session. Um, Thank you for Uh, that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Last we left our adventurers, you were shooing away the the raven. Um, I don't remember what, what... what did you do, uh, Magdor, when the raven came to you on the bench? I picked up the stuff and put it on the table and went back to sleep. Okay, great. Great. Um, so, the... For <laughs> for the story's sake, um, the, the raven is not leaving the window. You shoe it, and it just kind of, like, hops out of your, your shoe, away from your shoes. Um, but it's not going to go away. Roger. It seems as though oh, it to is... Me. So how did he get near my shoes? Did I leave my shoes no. on the windowsill? When you, you mean your shoes, you're shoeing. The amount oh. of shoes that you are doing, it's just sitting on your shoes. Oh God, he's got. It's, it's like I'm shouting. We do not negotiate with terrorists because it has my shoes now outside. And Raven's like, got a shoe. The... <laughs> so what do you do when it, it it won't leave the windowsill? Um, even if you close it, it just kind of sits there and waits. Okay. Uh, can I cast message on the Raven? Yeah, but it can't understand you. You would know that it only works if if the creature has an intelligence of a certain like amount. No, that that, that makes sense. I just wanted to test it out. To see, uh, you can talk to it. It'll hear your tone, you know, for sure. But it may not understand exactly what you intend. All right, I uh, I try to get out of its view for a second to see if uh, if it can't see me. I'm assuming it still stays there. So you, uh, you hide and then peek back to see if it's still there. Just for a small moment, and yeah. uh, just to try to set the mood, I try to like uh, start snapping my fingers. Like I'm trying to give myself confidence by role playing it out. Shocker! Uh, <sighs> and uh, I, I start snapping my fingers like all like uh, gangster walking down the alley, and then I oh, like jets and sharks. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look cool, and then I like 
push the window open like maybe like two inches and then I kind of back off. Yeah, it's still there. Well, uh, aren't you going to come in? I opened the door for you. Are you a vampire? Do I need to invite you in? So you opened it up and then like kind of step away so I could like hop in. Look, it do its thing. You know, yeah, uh, it hops in and sits in the open window, but just still like on the windowsill. Just not. It's in, in effectively. Oh, this is a messenger, Raven. They came and untie their own bags. Wow, it's like... thought I was going to have this problem with Amazon. Uh, I eventually just get mad at this point, and I untied the, the bag. And then I look at him, and I say, I'm not giving you a tip. Turns and cocks its head at you a few times, um, and then okay, just, like, five, hops geez, to the window. Okay, fine, a then... copper. I give it a copper. Oh, you set the copper at its feet, and it uh, pecks it a few times, and then grabs it and flies away. Okay, I was gonna say if it doesn't, uh, I mean I'm gonna <laughs> call its manager and everything and say <laughs> you, you're okay. I uh, gonna examine this bag. Does it look like something that is inherently uh, magical? Um, not that you can tell if you're just holding the bag itself. It doesn't feel like it has anything in it. Um, if you imagine like I don't know when I was a kid, like I loved collecting precious stones. Those little itty bitty bags that have the little squeezed, you know, tie that you pull. like a dice bag. Yeah, well, but they're small, like little, little, oh. little. Um, for our audio listeners, about maybe the size of like a clementine, you know. So it's okay. not very big. But when you like feel the bag, it doesn't feel like there's anything in it. Like a, uh, <laughs> do I, I see some little ever... stones in it? And it's like, is this a raven or a magpie? What's going on here? Yeah. So that's what you see okay. when you mess with the bag. I sigh, look at the camera, and then uh, I reach in to grab uh, whatever is inside. Cool. So you like open it and you feel around inside and it feels larger than the space that would normally be provided by a bag of that size. Um, and you, the first thing you grab is a single gold piece um, as well as a note that will give a nice little recap for last episode that for some specifics about what was asked of you for the next part of your adventures. Um, yeah. A note. Do you read the little note? I, I read the note out loud. Yes. Awesome. It says, adventurers, you have done well, and I would love to give you a job with a little more responsibility and thus pay and clout. If you could, please meet Elgira at the Beach Leviathan on this evening for dinner, and she will give you another job. And also let me know, and also let you know who you're working for. Please do myself and her the courtesy of being there on time so that we may continue our working relationship. Cordially yours, a friend. And I say this out loud, including the part where I, I say melt Ajira. And it's like, I am going to melt Ajira if uh, she only gave me one of the five gold. What the hell is this shit? Uh, I am uh, mildly. I apologize, Vol. Was it five gold? Yeah, it was five gold. Okay, you find five gold. I'm sorry. It was five gold. Okay. I, I, I was I thinking for whatever reason that it was like, only one. I was uh, like, okay, okay, okay. We cool. We cool. It's like that Hades where Hades gets mad. Yeah. Okay, I'm cool. We're cool. We're cool. And, and like, then, he cools down and yeah. chills out. And, you, and at this point, like, too, you realize that, you know, feeling around and they're looking for stuff, this larger space, uh, something in you when you reached in, because the way a bag of holding works is that you think of the item that you like to grab, and when you don't know what's inside, you inherently know that something is there, um, but you may not know what it is. So you know something else is in the bag. I sigh, I look at the camera again, and I reach inside and I grab uh, whatever I'm getting the sensation of being in the bag is. Sure, yeah, you pull out uh, what looks like a set of goggles, um, and they kind of appear 
as though like they have they're they're metallic in nature, bronzish, and they have like dark blue tinted uh, lenses that you can't see into looking in from the outside. Um, and like kind of what looks like a, a nose piece. So like if you were to wear this, you would kind of look like an owl. Okay. It's like, ha, huh, my, my way to fight off the raven by showing my own dominance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm technically here by myself. Am I not? Yeah. You're in your own room. Okay, let me get... Well, if you're going to be like, there we go. Now I got my voice. With these goggles, I shall become... I don't know. Okay, uh, I have no idea what these do, but they... <laughs> will become Roggle. my beak on it. <laughs> Roggle? The Roggle Goggles. <gasps> uh, what time is it? Uh, did we just have our long rest? Or uh, is it right before we I took our long rest? I believe it was right before the long yeah. rest. So, it would, I mean, it could be assumed that the note is speaking of meeting for dinner tomorrow. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess I lie my back on the bed, like feet kicking the air while I look at my new diary that is in fact a uh, pair of goggles. Like, I'm a little excited child with that. Was just given a toy, so uh, that's going to be it for me. Are you going to hold on to the goggles and keep them near your person, like as you rest? Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. I, like I'm just going to, you know, look at them and you know, kind of like a, you... a. Yeah. I was going to say you are an arcane user. What is your passive arcana? And it'd be ten uh, plus it's your not arcana. Amazing if we're gonna, I'm going to say uh, ten plus my arcana. Uh, that would make it a majestic thirteen. Thirteen. You know that these are probably magical, just based on like their, their makeup. You can tell that there's something about them that is not normal. These aren't just Ray Bans or you know eyeglasses. You know these aren't sunglasses. You know these are there's there's got to be a reason for that aesthetic. Ah, okay. I understand what I'm. I I look at the camera and then I uh, I was like, you know, what? it's pretty dark out. Let me try these on, and I put them on. You have dark vision while you wear them out to 60 feet. Oh, this is disgusting. He calls I a, take these them are called the I, goggles of night. Cool. I put them in the bag. Yeah. Does it for you. Uh, Magdor, when you wake yes. up, uh, you know, as we've 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 seen Roger as his, his evening ritual of opening all this and playing bird. <laughs> um, I just want to say after Magdor, yeah. before we like fall asleep and go to the next day uh, oh, sure. because this is like Magdor in the morning so we'll finish with him. Um, yeah. I was going to interrogate the other two. Uh, the two oh, great. prisoners. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah and you already opened up your bag. You found the yes. blues of own kind. Great. Awesome. Um, so what would you like to do in respect to that? How would you like to go about that? Oh well we can finish with uh, Magdor's loot no, first. No. You can oh, well, first. Okay. Okay. Yeah we'll do okay, you because cool. this is in the evening and then we'll, then we'll go into Magdor when he wakes up. Um, so we're back in my thing in my room. Uh, mm -hmm. I got my payment, got some new boots. Um, the two prisoners are going to be on the floor. I ungag both of them and I get a chair and I do the thing where I put the, the back of the chair in the front and then I sit on it and I'm like, cool school you know, teacher. I, yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> they're both ungagged and they both look at each other and they're like, and the nicer one goes, who are you talking to? Both of us? doesn't matter like you you told me that there's something going on so somebody starts speaking before i hand you in tomorrow oh um and as he the the, the nice one <laughs> seems to because nobody's asked their names yet <laughs> um seems to be like hesitant to talk prisoner and he doesn't one, know exactly where to start um the other one goes 
man, we're getting overtaxed. We fucking decided to do something about it. Who's overtaxing you? Never remember. For repairing um, the city. Does the name Algira mean anything to either of you? No. No. So it's just the whole city as a whole just out to get you guys. Well, we we just felt like we were uh, we we had been we put too much back into the pot, so we wanted to take some back out. So you make, got a problem with it? I mean, what, you're gonna turn me? Not gonna turn me in now? No, you're still an asshole, so I just might turn you in. Your friend's nicer, um, and I might and let like, him See, go. See, you catch more with honey than you do with other yucky substances. And he's like, "Shut the fuck up, Dave." Dave's a stupid name. Um, <laughs> you said that they they made the traders guild suffer or they shut it down I mean you know we're overtaxed the city had to be repaired so everybody had to get taxed everybody got more taxes and we just decided to do something about it oh so everybody was taxed the same because the city needed something and then you guys couldn't keep up and decided to say fuck yeah. that and then attack the people and take what didn't Ah, I see. Yeah, uh, so when they were repairing that whole city, you know, like, we needed something back. We're the ones that are doing the work. I see. So you decide to attack normal people just going about their day-to-days, getting things to other places. And Dave chimes in. He's like, my friend doesn't phrase it very well, because, like you said, he's an ass. Um, We are part of the Merchant Skill. We work... Um, doing our own private business but we were commissioned by the city to do work and then we did the work and we got paid and we were told we'd receive a tax break as a result of doing the work since it was for the city but we didn't receive that tax break and we're still taxed just as high as everyone else so we felt since Never Ember and his constituents wouldn't do anything about reimbursing us for the work that we said you know would be done um, you know we're not really you know paper folk i don't know how to say it we're not scribes we didn't we don't not all of us can read we're just you know men of the land we work with our hands we don't look over contracts very well and there was some fine print in there that made it so that we didn't get the tax break we thought we were gonna get and so we were going to take some things back so that you know put food on the table for our families i mean it sounds terrible the way my friend put it but really we were just we, honestly, we weren't going to do it much more than the next few weeks just to kind of make up what we had lost. You were still committing a crime to fix another crime. Yeah, but who's going to persecute and never ember for not following through on what he said he would do? I will not pretend that I have the answers or that you are not right to have come down this path, but you're still doing crime to solve crime. Do you, do you see the logic there? It's the only thing you're hurting other people for being taxed, uh, for being lied to about how much you'd be taxed. Now that you say it that way, it doesn't seem very good. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm not the most assertive of people, so I just kind of needed to keep the porridge flowing for the wife and daughter. I'm taking your mean friend in. I'll just say that oh, you died in transit. No, 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 no. take me in. Don't take him. Don't take him. He's got a bigger family than me. All right. Sounds about right. Cool. We'll do That's that. That's fine. 
I'm sure that I'm sure that uh, Phil over here will take care of my weapon. He's like, yeah, I'll make sure they have food. Um. Oh, okay. I thought you meant take care of a different way. I was like, oh boy. Oh, oh yeah. I'll decide what to do with either of you later. I'm probably not going to take you in just yet. I need to figure some things out. Oh, okay. But, you, uh, but you're going to hang out here on the floor tied and bound, but I'm going to give you some water and some food. Are you going to, like, feed it to us? Because I can't really. And he, like, tries to pull his hands up. And he's like, I can't really do it myself. Oh, no, don't I also kind of got to pee. Then I, then I point at, A, the bucket and the chains in the corner that I happen to have just for the sake of uh, RP. I'm like, I'm you just going to chain you to the wall. Uh, I take the dagger back that I gave to him. I untie their uh, um, pants. This house. This chain them normal. up. <laughs> this is normal. This is just a Goliath's house, you know? They have Man. different interests. It's, it's, uh, it's you know, don't judge. No king shaming. Um... <laughs> um yeah, no, like, I just make sure that they're bound so that they don't try to do anything stupid and then, you know, I don't end up getting stabbed in the night because they could have been lying for whatever reason. Um, sure. Yeah, that's really it. Just make sure that they're treated decent. Uh, I gag the mean one through the night. I, I let the cool. let the nice one be uh, free of a gag. Great. They are appreciative. They're happy for the food and water. Um, and they don't bother you again. Yeah. And then I go to sleep. Yeah. Sweet. And as you fall asleep, we hear that as the sun crests into the window, looking into Magdor's uh, forge side apartment, <laughs> as you uh, hear the normally the, you know, the warmth and the, the sound of the hammer and anvil is like something that soothes you. But at some point during the day with the combination of light and the sound of people starting to be active, it does wake you up. It's like a like a gradual alarm and Magdor you're woken yeah. by the soothing sounds of the anvil and the beginning of a day's work in a forge um, and you uh, wake up to see that little package uh, on the table that you had received the previous night well, I'm gonna grab my arm and put it back on <laughs> twist it a few times get on there and look over and look at this bag and pick it up and kind of take a look at it sweet yeah like i said it's very a smallish bag doesn't seem to have anything in it i'm gonna open it up and kind of look inside you look inside and you don't see anything it just looks dark even when you hold it up to the light uh, it's almost like the light can't penetrate past like about you know a half inch in all right i'm gonna hold it upside down and kind of just shake the hell out of it shake the hell out of it and nothing comes out I'm gonna shrug and then close it up and move outside to the bar. All right, cool. Out to the bar, or uh, the be- beach Leviathan. Okay, it's a tough time. <laughs> you gotta and drink. For the sake of the narrative, we'll say you were supposed to meet for lunch. I don't want to make you guys do oh, it. In- I, I just Magdor just always lives at the oh, bar. Okay, well I just also didn't want to make you bar. guys burn an entire day just waiting to meet with her. So it's for lunch. It's Vol Rogers and Magdor's day off. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Great. So, uh, Vol and uh, Roger, when you two wake up, what do you do? Magdor is headed to the beach Leviathan for his early morning pint. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm I, used to kicking back during my time off. I think he would do his thing usually. But what were you saying, Vol? No, I was just gonna give them, uh, give these uh, Dave and Phil some some more water to drink. Maybe a little a tiny scrap of food. Um, because I haven't done my groceries yet, and then uh, kind of like do my morning routine, some light stretches, uh, get ready, t- 
take out just one sword and then head to the Leviathan when it's time. Okay. And Roger? You do. You just kind of relax by yourself, a little alone time, recharge that charisma. Yeah, like I, I, I'm, I minor illusion a box from the hide and like I make sure that all the windows and stuff are closed as I'm looking around in my new goggles, just trying to like, uh, it's like getting a military tool and then using it for childish purposes. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. It's like, wow, this bazooka can blow stuff up. This is so cool. <laughs> I've got a military like grade drone. Let's fly it around the city. <laughs> Uh, as I'm looking around, though, and admiring it, uh, I I get a little excited emotionally, and uh, like some sparks kind of shoot off of me, and it's like, whoa, whoa, and like Roger has always had a trouble like containing his magic powers whenever he gets emotional, even if it's positive emotion, and sometimes that's he has to keep everything in check to the point that when he does express anger and stuff like when he's talking to people he has to actually fake his own anger at times just so he doesn't accidentally uh unleash stuff because we saw in last episode when he gets emotional uh he crits which is how i wish it would work but instead it's the opposite but uh and he notices that like when he got excited uh white light started coming out of his hands and like like just to the touch it felt uh better like he felt like suddenly he could heal and he he looks and he's confused because he's used to fire and ice coming out of his hands but the the fact that suddenly a new power has developed within him he's confused and you know the camera like zooms out from a different angle from like underneath the bed or something uh and yeah uh I think he would uh, eventually come swinging out looking for Vol because he uh, found uh, two new toolies today. Awesome. And thank you for that, for narratively describing the fact that you leveled up. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And so you, mechanically for our audience, what did that level up bring for you? Uh, For me, nothing too crazy on my uh, sorcerer class end. I have, that doesn't really happen to anything uh, big until level three, but... I do uh, obtain the ability of or the uh, the resource pool sorcery points, which allows me for right now. I can uh, tur- turn my sorcery points uh, into spell slots or vice versa. Uh, it's not a perfect one-to-one ratio, but I do have like the ability to generate more uh, spell pow- power now. Nice, and always and hit points. With- yeah, hit points, nice. of course. Uh, yeah. Being a sorcerer isn't exactly making me the most tanky, but I won't <laughs> die in one shot immediately. Yes. Hopefully. And <laughs> I did get two new spells, uh, Healing Word and Shield. Uh, awesome. I, I learned w- one new spell from uh, leveling up, and then I traded out one spell that I knew I was never going to use for something useful. So Very I'm cool. now able to bring somebody back from death and uh, hopefully give myself some more AC in case I get... Uh, the shit kick out of me again <laughs> like if crazy dave's uh younger sister comes in with a, a large cane i'm not gonna be in immediate trouble just some trouble yes just a little bit what about what about our our other friends magdor and uh, vol what did your level up bring uh <clears throat> mine didn't really bring anything no hit points uh i got i got a little bit tougher there you go a nice long rest you know it's good for the vitality good for the constitution yeah because uh you uh are sorry 
Raylan oh chose not the Roger, level. you are working into being a divine soul sorcerer. Magdor, what are you working into being? Uh, Magdor is a forge cleric. Love it. So I did get my channel divinity. Awesome. But we're going to save that for a little later. Awesome. Cool. And Vol? Um, I'm, I'm a little bit tankier now, which is nice. I'm up to, what is it, Damn, nine, 19 HP? Nice. Um, so, so that's nice. Um, I picked up two weapon fighting as a ranger feature. I get an option between archery, uh, defense, uh, dueling, and two weapon fighting. And so two weapon fighting will allow me to add my modifier to my second attack that I use on my uh, second weapon. Mm. Um, Very cool. So hopefully that helps me out. Unlike last time, when I was just getting dicked on all the all my attack rolls. <laughs> um, I also get two spells with two spell slots. And, and you're uh, a hunter ranger. I'm probably gonna go hunter ranger. I was looking at it now, awesome. and I'm like, I wanted to do beastmaster. I wanted to do gloomstalker, but then I was also like, I just want to play DPS. That's what I want to yeah. do. So I'm gonna do hunter ranger, which is going to be insane. And I've been thinking about also starting a multi class pretty early into uh like this is just speculation this is just looking at everything uh but probably multi-class with fighter just to give me more like dps some more attacks and do more damage but we'll see uh, let, let's 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 see if Vol survives let first. it play out yeah yeah uh, but i picked up uh, hail of thorns and uh absorb elements um awesome. yeah hail of thorns will yeah. allow me to um do a uh, it scales with, with level so at this level it'll allow me to do an extra 1d6 I think it is um, oh, wow. when I do a, a range shot it'll uh, what did it do uh, do you have 1D, hunter's mark uh, no not hunter's not yet oh, I don't okay, have hunter's, cool. so hail of thorns will allow me to do a 1d10 piercing damage um, with my normal ranged attack very cool um, and right. then absorb elements will allow me to absorb um incoming energy uh, of like elemental damage and then i can release that back on my next melee attack up to 1d6 and that also scales up nasty yeah nasty now, hypothetically could i shoot a firebolt at you and then you can like return fire at something else then as long as it doesn't turn me to ash yes technically yeah he would he True. would take half no, damage just... from the attack but the I beauty no, is that, that if someone hits him with like, I think this happened in Ready to Rolls podcast, somebody hit oh, yeah. one of our players with a little bit of elemental damage. It was like a D4. And then he uh, returned it with a higher level spell slot. It was crazy. Yep. He uh, had an aura that does two damage per turn and uh, he, the sorcerer into, like, or whatever like, <laughs> triggered it to do like insane amount of damage. Yep. Oh, He's yeah. still... So, yep. but Roger could potentially kill Vol. I mean, if I were to attack him, yes, but I mean... Well, is that a sacrifice you're willing to make? <laughs> no, I would say Vol should step on a bonfire or something like that, so he takes, you know, 1d4 fire damage or something. Well, well, so if you do, if you do like, uh, Chromatic Orb again like you did last week and crit, and if you did 14, and if I use my Stone's Endurance to cut that down, then I could still absorb it, and then I could send it out. The only thing about absorb elements is you have to take damage. Yeah. So if you cut it down to zero, you wouldn't be able to use. That's true. Elements. Yeah, but if it's more than and 12, both of them are reaction. Yeah, both of them burn so, reactions. So you can only do one or the other. Sorry, but you also friend. gain resistance to the triggering damage. So asking for a friend. Are uh -oh. you building your character to kill me? Me? No, I'm just <laughs> building my character to hunt down as many people at at any time as possible and kill them all. Okay, just making sure. Just the yeah. way uh, that 
I was joking about like doing it to assist you, but then we started actively <laughs> describing how we're gonna you, you were gonna do it to negate my assault on you. It's like, oh damn, okay. Uh, A good hunter is always prepared against any target. Okay, he's not wrong. Fair. Awesome. So now we understand a little more narratively about what how your strength is being manifested. Um, and Magdor, without having read the note, heads to the bar, but he's always at the bar. Uh, but you two head there around noon, yeah? Sure. Cool. Yeah, I, like, I'm bumping up against Vol and saying, hey, Vol, look what I could do. I can, like, uh, I, I see, like, uh, the world's tiniest cut, like a paper cut on his arm. I'm like, watch this. And, like, I, I put a finger on it, and it, it like, disappears. And I was like, I can heal. <laughs> So you're telling me you're going to be even more useful now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more useful. I'm going to be... I've always been... <clears throat> I've always been more useful than some dickhead swinging a sword. Yes, if that's what you're asking. But thankfully, you're not that. You're a smart man who will give his son some credit. Right, Pops? Good job yesterday. Uh, good job tomorrow too. Today's average. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So Today you I'll probably at... drink because I'm a man now. <laughs> like uh, your lower he voice. Like a, <laughs> yeah, he lowered his voice and he gave himself uh, like a little extra bushier beard because he went to default person number three, which is the default uh, human-looking person in Neverwinter. But like. He feels like uh, getting healing magic, his balls have dropped as uh, a changeling. And so, like, he's like, I, I've, I've become my own person. I, you know, it's like, I suddenly challenge my parents. They're going to threaten me to start, you know, paying uh, the electric bill kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to make you pay Just your cell phone bill now, boy. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, you guys have this good banter that you always have between you two as you walk to the beach leviathan and as you enter you see your friend magdor is already sitting there enjoying uh i will say you probably got yourself through several glasses at this point yeah magdor yeah so oh, there's yeah. a couple empty glasses sitting there and he's probably halfway down on his third um but you've got a tab so it's fine you know you haven't had to shell out any coins so far um and uh it's like 100 gold <laughs> it's a big tap. We'll leave town before just, that. Don't worry. It's just this the whole adventure really is working to pay off Magdor's tap. That's you know, that's all it is. This kind of I mean, I'm not against the idea. Like, it's like, I heard a, an idea for a campaign where they were like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of mages and bards that went to colleges of of magic. And they have, and they have their debt. They're just paying off school debt. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so you walk in. Do you guys go straight to him, um, or what do you do when you come in the bar? It, Roger, are you wearing your goggles right now? Uh, I like probably have them. Uh, I, I, I know the dungeon master wanted that, so I'm humoring him. I, I, I'm putting goggles on top of my bald head. It's kind of sticky because it's, you know, uh, skin the rubber contact, if you will. <laughs> uh, I'll probably take them off, but just for the aesthetic of showing them off, I do come in. Uh, I probably have it to the side, like one of those uh, Ibuki demon masks or whatever from oh, the yeah. festival. Yeah, because you're uh, fucking uh, edgy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Sick as hell. Hell yeah, I'm edgy. I'm fucking cool as shit right now. <laughs> uh, but yes, I uh, I am. All right. Also remember, too, so your little pouches are pouches of holding. They can hold up to a cubic foot of things. 
Um, when they walk in, I'm just gonna kind of look up and see Roger. Like, what in the forges is that? It's a man. It's what you see. Look at this. And like, I, I show my hand. And I got that that, that <laughs> light light goldish glow. It's like I can heal now. <laughs> oh, so you don't need me anymore, then, huh? I always needed you, friend. You and I, and like, there's like a maybe I like I hit the 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 automatic piano thing that whatever we agreed on, and it plays like a nice somber tune. It's like, without you there in my life, I would be incomplete. We are two parts of a whole. We are family. And uh, like, <laughs> sorry, I thought you were gonna no, have I, it. I thought you were gonna myself. have to play two of hearts. I mean, two of hearts, two hearts that beat as one. <laughs> No, that's a song that Roger tries to get Vol to duet on karaoke night at the Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and Vol just sits there, just stone faced, eyes forward, as like I'm like dancing around him, trying to get the mic up to him. <laughs> Two of hearts. I just read it. Like I just read it like it's a like it's a paragraph. Like there's a uh, you know an old age magical prompter. I'm like Two of hearts. Well, Two you, hearts you gotta use inflection. Heart. You gotta raise the tone up and down. It's only it's only until Where, I get. Where did you guys get? <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say it's only until I get at least half a half a barrel in me when I start like a little bit of inflection, but right. no more movement. What? Wait, did you get new boots too? Uh, I'm looking at full now. Yeah, what'd you get? What? Where'd you guys get the coin to find that? No coin. It was a gift for for the job. Came with the What? Didn't you sold, I didn't get anything. Came, you didn't you look at your bags? Yeah. Uh, this bag? Yeah. I'm gonna hold it up. There, there, there's, there's nothing there's stuff in it. inside. Put your finger in it. They say if you put your hand in the bag, only the person who wishes for it shall get what they receive. And I'm gonna put my hand in this bag after seeing that bullshit message, and I'm gonna grab whatever uh, I can sense in there. Can yeah, I you can sense that there's some coin. Uh, you can sense that there's a note, and you can also sense what feels kind of what in your mind kind of feels like a like some sort of like a a container that would hold a liquid. Okay, uh, I'm gonna ignore the uh, the golden liquid. I'm gonna pull out the note, and I go, "Aha! Is this your card?" And uh, I look and I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And like I, <laughs> I take the note. Yeah, if you open it up, it's the same note that you received. Yeah, and it's like, hey, hey, get, what, what are you doing? This is my bag, cursive. my raven. My Boy, pro, give it back to the dwarf. Stop care. messing with his things. You know what else could write? Yeah, take it. Oh, so yeah, you, Magdor, you open it up and see the, you know, for you know, our audience doesn't need to hear that a third time. My, I don't like no, the sound I mean, of my own voice that much. So it's the same note. All right, telling you to meet there in approximately probably you guys would, you know enter within an uh, hour and a half hour of, yeah. of currently yeah you're almost there <sighs> I, I, uh, I can't make this I've got plans <laughs> I, uh, are those plans drinking here right now what else is in the bag <laughs> let's see <laughs> you reach in so yeah I'm gonna reach in okay yeah you can feel like there's some coinage in here so there's five gold um, and the other oh. thing around on me everybody everybody drink get me a meat that clipped hard it's going to cost you one gold for a round for the entire bar. Half a round for everybody. <laughs> Shot glasses of beer for everybody. So everybody Sample gets like bottles. kind of like kind of like half 
glasses of well drinks, basically. I'm gonna run yeah. the glass down the bar and everybody gets a sip out of their straw, but if they don't catch it, it's their problem. <laughs> like a party bowl in the middle of the bar. <laughs> awesome. And then do you reach in for the last uh, item? Yeah. Uh, you pull it out and it is... Um, let me see if I can remember exactly what it looks like. And by remember, I mean type it and and uh, actually pull up a picture for myself. Um, what you pull out is a ceramic jug that looks like it could hold about a gallon of liquid, and it's got a bunch of different colored stoppers around the edges and a large one on the top. Um, and it weighs about 12 pounds when you pull it out. But you, so, you can hear sorry, sloshing. It? Like, yeah, it's probably about, you know, yay big. It's probably what took up most of the space in this little pouch. All right, so like a milk jug size. Yeah, and it's got a bunch of, of right. you know stoppers with different that are you know dyed different colors, and one on the top, like they're all over it. You know, it's kind of interesting. All right, so Retro has no uh, idea what this is, but he's looking at like uh, somebody gave his older brother the better Christmas present. I'm gonna look at it and be like, well, in case there's a drink in there, I don't want to open up any of this, and I'm gonna kind of, I don't exactly know how I do it, but. I'm going to identify. Sure. I have identify as a spell. The way you identify... Oh, you have identify as a spell. Yeah. Okay, so you can do it as a ritual. So it only takes 10 minutes and it doesn't burn a spell slot. So you can sit there holding it for 10 minutes and then you'll just know what it is. Unless you want to know what it is now and you want to burn the spell slot and then you'll know it. All right. I'll I'll do it as a ritual, but I won't say anything. I'll just start, like... Just holding holding it and and staring staring at at it. it. Boy, is the dwarf okay? I think he's. You're 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 a uh, magic user. What's he doing? Uh, I look and like I I like I put my hand on the back of like uh, Magdor's head to see if he's gone unconscious. Oh, uh, no, he's fine. He's just looking okay. at. Uh, well, he's fine. Uh, he's 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 scanning full, uh, as you should know. And as a magic user, you would know that it's going to take him a little while to do this. Unless somebody can... It seems like he wants to know what this is. It's going to take him about 9 minutes and 45 seconds for him to snap out of this. uh, Because if it took any longer than 15 minutes, I'm pretty sure this dwarf would die of uh, dehydration from alcohol. So, uh... (laughs) Just enough time to get a drink. Here you go. And I Keep a beer near him. Actually, keep a beer away from him because he might have to cast it a second time. Uh, Maybe the dwarf could, uh... Magdor, do you want me to baby bird you some alcohol while you do this? Uh, uh, grunt once for yes, grunt twice for no. Uh, Roger, what are you doing? Get the dwarf some alcohol. <laughs> I, I, I go and get My alcohol. hands are falling asleep <laughs> holding them up like that. Oh, in real life? Uh, I just yeah, I was, I was holding the pump in real life. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that to the item then? Oh, God, you're like... 12 pounds, your man. Your biceps are like tensing up, just trying to hold this thing up perfectly still. Yeah, I uh, I get him a beard, and uh, I, I try to funnel feed him like a, a, a little uh, feeder, like a little hamster water bottle so he can like... Yeah, like lick <laughs> it off so, so he can get his fix, but still cast his magic. Like, I, I understand... Alcoholism. In, in you also character. know that you could probably make an arcana check with your knowledge of the arcane and just tell them what it is if you if you can remember back well enough in your studies. 
Well, uh, good thing I didn't study because I'm a sorcerer, not a wizard. Ah, uh, it's, you know, in, it's inherent guys. knowledge. Oh, cool. Uh, the power I knew I always had. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it's always is, been within uh, you. Is, uh, is I'm trying to get him, uh, like, I don't get anything good from him. Give him, like, a, a, a bud light or something like that. Maybe a bud heavy. Uh, huh. While I, I'm, I'm stopper feeding him, I, I'm going to cast a, uh, a, a gazing eye towards this object to see if I recognize any kind of uh, school of magic or properties that I could discern from it. Okay. Go ahead and roll an arcana check. Oh, do I have to? Yes. Okay, uh, I got a 19. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's an alchemy jug. Alchemy jugs oh. uh, have a list of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. There's 10 different liquids that can come out of each one of these different types of stoppers. And basically you use an action to name a liquid um, from those things, and the jug produces it. Afterwards, you can uncork it and pour it out um, at a rate of up to 2 gallons per minute. Um, obviously, that being possibly limited because once per day, depending on the liquid, there's a maximum amount that can be provided. Um, and so okay, so once the jug produces a liquid, it can't produce a different one or more of one that has reached its maximum until the next one. So once each day, one random thing can be poured out of this. Everything from acid to beer to fresh or salt water or oil. I mean, it's all about well, I don't know what that's going to be used for. We're yeah. going to be stranded out in some island somewhere, and all we're going to have to drink is beer because he refuses to produce any water. It can produce eight, four gallons of beer per day. <laughs> so right, we're going to have even more beer to drink. Can we say the time it took? Um, Roger to get me that beer, bring it back and feed it and identify it was about eight minutes. Sure. Oh, eight or nine minutes. I thought, yeah, it took me nine and a half minutes. It's so a really he brings big, you the beer and holds it. Here. <laughs> it just like stares at, stares at it while you stare at it. And then Vol, what are you doing while they're just like staring at this alchemy trip? Oh, I would have gotten myself a nice meat and I'm just sitting there and looking at him stare at it. Yep, you're all watching, all right, watching, so, and staring. Yeah. Are you going to tell me what it is, Roger? Or? Uh, I mean, just I keep figured it you wanted to figure it out the moment I figured it out, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was thinking uh, a minute early. Oh, sure. Let me go through all of that. Oh, jeez. Oh, by the way, that's oh. an alchemy jug, Roger, to Magdor. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, so, I, I say it exactly with Vol's voice. <laughs> Boy, that's an alchemy jug. Well, why'd you wait till the last minute to tell me? I didn't. I waited until 8 minutes and 45 seconds in. Technically, that counts as minutes. So what, what? what is an alchemy jug? I didn't get to figure it out myself. You came in here, swooped in with all of your arcane magic. And at the I end of actually, that sentence, it's I been the extra know. minute. You're have to identify again. No, you, that, a ritual, you don't have to be completely quiet. You can, you can you just have to be focused on it. And you were still focused okay. on, like, the idea that you weren't able to finish, like, this thing. But it was still actively going. You were still, like, your arcane focus was still on it. Um, and then you realize those exact facts about it. Understanding that it can produce eight ounces of acid, a half ounce of basic poison, four gallons of beer, a gallon of honey, two gallons of mayonnaise, a quart of oil, two gallons of vinegar, eight gallons of fresh water, 12 gallons of salt water, or one gallon of wine. One of those things up to the maximum per once per day recharging it done. I gotta write that down. Yeah, I'll, cool. I can send I'll it for you. The yeah, it's just called yeah. the alchemy jug if you find like a, there should be something. Right. Well, it's cool because for those who, uh, 
or you know, listening, obviously, well, I mean, all of us technically at this point, it just looks like a, a, a giant jug that has like eight different quarts or so sticking out in different directions and whatever you pluck off, shit will pour out of it. And <laughs> the idea that you can get one gallon of honey every single day if you wanted to. I still see it as a milk jug in my head with corks in it. A ceramic milk jug. Ceramic yeah, milk that pours beer. Can it be broken? <laughs> Can this be broken? And kind of tap it on the table. Um, it doesn't make it, it shatters. Even a dent. It looks like it's 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 gonna take a lot to really bust this. You would have to work at All right. it. Oh, I just. Well, what do you what do you boys say we test this out now? It's 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 uh, your jug. Do I? Do I know which quirks lead to which yeah. liquid? Yeah, it doesn't require a okay. or anything. And with say, your let's get some beer and open up the acid one. <laughs> I, say, I, I start eyeing the, uh, the the cork that says mayonnaise on it. It's like, ooh, drinking contest. <laughs> I actually had a player use two gallons of mayonnaise to implement disadvantage on an enemy once, so the alchemy jug is fun. <laughs> He's like, I dump mayonnaise on his head, and I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Good. He's cool. So you you want to pour beer? What would you like to pour there, Magdor? Oh, we're gonna get enough cups to pour all four gallons. You're gonna pour? Where are you pouring these four gallons of beer? We're gonna get tankards from the bar. Cool. You have like, let's honestly, you've drank four glasses, and these are big old glasses. So we'll say you have enough with those empty glasses to just refill your empties. Four so you got like size uh, five glasses. big. <laughs> That's Steins. 15 liters. What do you mean? Yeah, that's a oh, yeah. lot of fucking booze. Like, <laughs> if you got a single glass that can hold a gallon, I think it's going to be so heavy with beer, Roger couldn't even pick it up. Oh, you can pick it up. There's straws. <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> bendy straws. <laughs> no, your boy got bendy straws for you, and it's a there crazy. Silly straws. Silly straws. <laughs> I'm a man now. I don't need those cool looking squirrely straws that, you know, make noises when they go through. Yeah, I just want some green straw. I'll take it. <laughs> Inspiration right. points for everyone. So I'm going to pour it all out. I'll set the trend. Awesome. Well, I'm going to pour three glasses, three gallons, and then the last one, I'm just going to fucking hold it up to me and just straight okay, like, like a chug, constitution chug, saving chug, throw. Chug, chug, chug. Right. I look, and I, I get uh, you have advantage, yeah. <laughs> Poison resistance, too. Yep. You have a. I rolled an 11. With advantage? Yeah. yeah okay. You the second 11 uh, you're with feeling advantage. This is the most intoxicated you guys have probably ever seen Magdor. Magdor usually holds his liquor really well. Um, so this equates to about like a solid buzz for one of you guys. Um, <laughs> some good shit, guys. Have some. We're, we're and waiting. As you say, that's some good shit, guys. Little after water. you finish it, um, you realize that the whole time you've been yelling chug, 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 and uh, he finally, you know, pulled aside and said that's some good shit. Uh, Magdor, you realize that on the opposite side of your two friends, you know, because you're facing the entrance in my mind, uh, standing about two or three feet between your friends is Algira, and she says, wow, how much did you just drink? Uh, remembering what happened last time, uh, I just tasted it. Don't let her touch you, Magdor. She'll sober you up. I, I know she will. That's why I'm lying to She's her. She's evil. <laughs> well, sometimes the voices of reason is not appreciated, but good job on the job. And she pulls up a chair and sits down and she says, may I? And she reaches for one of the steins. 
by all means, I'm sure that jug uh, that that dwarf there has will will be able to make us some more later. Very good. Is is this from you? I uh, I mean, it's from my benefactor. He uh, he wanted to include a little something extra because he had heard from those in um, his contacts in Monsaddle that you actually had some uh, captured some alive and you bring them back to us. Yeah. And I have yet to see them, but I assume that they are somewhere safe that they can be procured for us. I have them at a secure location. Um, We're going to figure out the details on that after this. Yeah, negotiate okay. before we, uh, you know, pass them along. As you I'm, requested, of course, my lady. Absolutely. Two, two people to interrogate and, uh, you know, and get information out of and hopefully uh, just get a clear picture of why this activity is taking place will be invaluable. Um, and you know, protecting execute, the people right? Ne- Neverwinter. Um, not necessarily. I mean, they're stealing goods. They may serve a little bit of time, but um, I don't, I can't speak Murderers for the judge. don't get executed here? Oh, they hadn't actually killed anyone. They were just raiding and taking stuff. That's weird. I didn't know you knew that. That's, I mean, that's what the report stated, so. I look at the report. Who wrote this? (laughs) Says Roger at the bottom. (laughs) Damn, I signed my own name on this. Oh, no, 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 no. The reports we had previously received of caravans that were being raided. No one was, people were harmed, um, but no one was killed, so. Um, that was part of the reason why, you know, we didn't, you know, reach out to, you know, crazy high-level adventurers because you are great at what you do and you are perfect for the job. So oh, yes, the Goblin Slayer is cool. Uh, we didn't, you I know, watched, nobody was being necromancied or anything, so. I watched a man stick a sword in me, twist it, rip it out, and then proceed to sell me sparklers. Are you telling me these people don't deserve to be put down? Gave you sparklers? Yes, he was trying to sell me wands of prestidigitation. It was ridiculous. Fifty of them for five dollars. They're cheap. I didn't know if he had them. I'm not lying, I swear. It was... Bull. Did you not see this man? So who's who's our benefactor, Algira? God damn, we're yeah, going to do this again. We, <laughs> I'm a man him now. Today. Uh, you don't meet him. We stay um, here, he right? He is, and I can state that he is a he. And at this point, you see her, like, uh, s- say a few words. Um, you can tell she's muttering an incantation of some sort. And she brings her hand up and then closes it. And you can see what looks like kind of like a warbly invisible wall around you in your corner around this table. And the sounds from outside of the of this warbly wall are kind of, like, muffled. Um, as if the the sound from within will also not be as easy to perceive. And she's like, just in case, um, I don't want anybody outside of our table to hear who your benefactor is. Um, he is no other than uh, Lord Neverember himself. I see. Out of character, I fucking called that from a mile away. In character, I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> yes, he, uh, he had taken notice to the fact that you did a great job um, working for... Um, doing your normal job and thought that you'd be perfect for this but now that you've done so well and even brought back people for us to you know gain more information from he thought maybe um you'd be interested in another job that's a little simpler it's less pay but it's also a lot less work um but it does it will give him um an understanding of whether or not you're 
your skills translate to jobs more than just escort. Um, it is similar, but it is still different. Right. You're kind of confusing. I apologize. What, I'm not meaning how, to be veiled. Do you have any questions? How How did you and Mr. Neverwinter meet? Never Ember? Uh, Lord Never Ember. Uh, Lord Daggle, Never Ember, you may refer to him as my Lord. Lord Never Ember, anything like that. If we get the chance to meet him. But um, I met him just through. I was a, a member of um, kind of like. My family comes from a good place here in Neverwinter and we're well thought of. And I was intelligent enough that I caught his eye and now I am a representative of him to interested parties for work and jobs. And sometimes I'm even, you know, among his, you know, private counsel on certain meetings um, and, you know, issues that he deems my wisdom necessary for. Um, That's excellent. I'm very impressed. Out of character. Um... Tyler, does Roger know Elvish? I was about to say something very raunchy. Uh, I'm just going to cut to it. Yes, I do. Uh, Brandon, does Magdor know Elvish? No. Okay. So now back in character. Um, in Elvish, specifically, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, so does Lord Never Ember know that the, ra- the bandits are from the Merchant's Guild? Um, and... In Elvish, she says, is there a reason for the change of language? Well, I interrogated We're already protected from outside ears, you know? Is there anyone of here? And she looks to Magdor and uh, Roger and says, can they understand me? Can you understand me? And she looks at both of you and asks, in Elvish. Hey! (laughs) I haven't drank. Good. No, I was just... uh, That's a standard response. I say say the... I did say last time to her, hey, and Elvish one time, so I'm just, I just say it again. Okay. I'm, so, I'm gonna look specifically towards uh, Magdor. I'm gonna look over at Roger says, I think I might have drank too much. I can't understand what they're saying anymore. Okay. That's why uh, the no, change of I language. Mean, they're speaking in tongues. So I'm not sure what's going on over here uh, with uh, Vol and did, uh, LG. Did you drink something sh- <laughs> sh- sh- too? <laughs> Yes, I. No, yes, yes, no, yes. Remember, you got a silly straw. Oh, I, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so at that they point, she drink. switches back to common, and uh, says, "Um, I was not aware of the fact that they are um, connected to the Merchants Guild." Um, this is new information to me as well as the, my lord and um, I'm sure that if those that you brought back are you know, willing to, I assume they didn't divulge that in their combat with you how did you find this out? I, I took it upon myself to do some interrogation because they said that there was injustice caused upon them and that's what they were that's why they were raiding the caravans now we were, I won't, I can't lie, we were aware, um, we were aware of some frustration within the ranks of Merchants of Gilda. Are they connected to those who worked on the, the reconstruction? Yes, and to me it sounds like that they were ch- ch- lied to uh, 
They promised a tax break and that tax break wasn't given to them. Mind All you, I'm not taking sides. I'm just trying to no, understand no, this. You've been, who you've been, I'm working been, for and why I'm capturing yeah. these people. You've been transparent with us up to this point, so we will do the same for you. Um, we did have them sign something. Uh, there was a clause within it that said that if they did not complete that job within a certain time frame, that they would not receive the tax break. They did not, and then they were mad that they didn't get it. So all I knew is that they were frustrated. Yeah, no, the job was not completed in time, in the time frame requested, so they didn't receive that. Now, obviously, they were not asked to do extra work, and we didn't, and we paid them the agreed upon price, they still, they still got paid. They just didn't get the tax break. It was an incentive to finish it within a certain time frame. Um, I understand that they may be frustrated, but honestly, this is one of those things that comes from not reading the whole contract. Well, a lot of you them know. can't read. Some of them surely can. <laughs> they have to, you know, keep ledgers. And, that's you know. that's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, Obviously, you, I didn't broker the deal myself, but I'm aware of the contents of that agreement. Your problem why they didn't get it done in time? I, I know exactly why. No. Next time, go to the dwarves. We'll get it done, built done. Well, there are dwarves week, among week them. Before. There are dwarves among the merchants' guild, but this particular group of merchants in the merchants' guild uh, did not have dwarves. So next time, I'll make sure to do that. Thanks, Algy. <laughs> I, I I think that they might have been unfairly treated, but that's not for me to say on a public sure. level. Uh, but they still were doing crime to solve a crime. Sure. I, um, Roger. Mm. You've been un. You've been kind of terrifyingly quiet. I'm not sure what you're thinking over there. Roger has like his arms crossed and he hasn't really been uh, turning his head nearly as much uh, but uh, he, he's been kind of looking around because he's getting new information but not from the person he would have suspected it from and uh, he's just listening in the take in because once he realizes that something was held from him he wants to make sure he gets the whole story before he uh, he lets loose. So he's been he's been just quietly listening and taking it in. Awesome. So how are we all feeling? Um, I I do have another job for you if you're interested. Like I said, it's similar in nature to the escort from previous, but it will have its own difficulties. It will take less time, require less of you, and pay a little bit less as a result of this. But um, on a scaling amount of, you know, difficulty, it is a little harder. So for the last time, you're still going to receive more money proportionately and will continue if successful to uh, gain jobs. Never Ember is a man of, he requires actions to instill confidence in him, in those that he works with. So he needs proof of skill before more difficult jobs are presented. D- do we get more cool items? I mean, depending on the level of success, partially part of the reason why you received more that we felt that that was an adequate compensation for capturing members of these bandits. Um, that was the bonus that I got him to agree upon. Hopefully, this is agreeable to you. We we yeah that's we fine. work well as a team. Um, if if Roger here and. Uh, 
interested, then I will be too. Uh, in my head, I'm dealing with you and not Lord Never Ember. Um, and you've been, from what I can tell, as transparent as I'm trying to be because I'm just trying to earn my wage and just get by. Understandable. Magdor, Roger, how are you feeling? Yeah, I would yeah, not, yeah, that's I will fine. not proceed to uh, continue. The relationship is amiable, I promise you that. And I am a voice of oh. Never Ember, but I am not him. Um, but I trust him as much as I could trust uh, anyone uh, on this earth. Got a question. You said that the pay is a little less, but you haven't told us how much. Well, it depends on whether or not you are all interested in continuing this, because as you said, you work best as a team, and I would much rather have your coordination as a group. So if you don't all agree, then I won't present the job. Um, so that way, you know, I'm not going to pull you away from each other. You, you all seem very close um, and you work well together. So I'd love to keep that chemistry going with this sort of job, especially as this one without revealing too much about the job itself is a little more important to me and you'll find out if you're able to um, agree upon it, joining if we all agree to join but then don't like the job can we back out absolutely absolutely i would just okay. ask that all you right. wouldn't I mean, share any information that's when about she it. kills you <laughs> no uh, no not at well, all at the words uh personal to me like uh, i've been kind of like uh maybe not looking at roger directly but you know i've been kind of giving him like a little side eye uh, I look at her and I would like to deduce if there's some kind of uh, truth to the whole personal to me statement. Okay. I'd like to roll an insight if I could, please. Go for it. See, which is not great, but it's still better than nothing. Uh, I got a six. So. A six? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it seems about as honest as you could deduce. It doesn't seem... She, you wouldn't think she would have a reason to lie about that because it's revealing information about the job that she had said she couldn't tell you about, but she wanted to assure you of her, you know, honesty. Uh, finally, after being quiet for so long, I do ask aloud then, what makes this so personal? Um, it ha I will be involved with it directly. I, I guess technically that does constitute personal, but I feel like that was mislabeled. How so? I'd like to think that personal means maybe your family's in on the line, or maybe uh, you have a, a personal investment in it. Uh, you being My well-being is on the line, so it's kind of personal to me. Well, I'm glad you finally <laughs> changed your answer. Well, I said I would be involved directly without giving too much information. I'm trying to keep it veiled while being honest until you agree to the job. How man. about you actually be open with us for once? How and about I'll look at you? I, say that. I did that thing where <laughs> awesome. Um, and she, for the first time, looks at you with a little bit of a of narrowed eyes, and she says, "I've been nothing but cordial." I've been nothing but as honest as available, and I will not be treated as though I have been anything otherwise. Do you agree, or do you not? I don't like being thrown into a game to where you own every rule in the rule book. How about you start changing them to suit the players here and not just you? It seems as though our relationship has come to an end. 
I as though it's appreciate like a your persuasion time. check in this house. Vol? Well, you can. You just gotta. This seems like intimidation. You're like, hey, lady, sh- shut up and be honest with me. And she's like, I have been honest. And you're like, nah. What do you? If you would like nah. to make a check prior to well, her I'm, saying, our I don't want her to be more honest. Off. I want her to be more open. She's been nothing but shut doors. I mean, she's honestly saying this door is shut. It's like, that's cool. You, uh, you know, you're uh, you're giving until us until you piece choose by piece to open it. Yeah, all you, uh, I'm not going to defend her out of character. I won't defend her out of character. I'll let her do that in character. Yeah, I mean, okay. the, the agreement here at least was to... Uh, she would give us all the information if you were show interest, and then um, we can back out if we don't want to take the job. That's why I'm I mean, not, I've not a, stepped in yet, because at this point, Vol's like, well, we need to figure things out on our own, and I can't dictate somebody else's life forever. And uh, it, it's just... Uh, you keep saying agree versus I'm interested and it's like I'm not agreeing to the job I'm interested though you're interested okay that's all I needed to hear now the job is pretty simple it's nothing crazy it is a little bit of an escort but it's to a different more seedy part of the town Lord Neverember has had um, uh, arranged a meeting for some people Um, the meeting itself is uh with persons that I won't reveal because of their position um, within the political spectrum of the city, um, but they wish they, they 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 needed to meet with me personally as a representative of Lord Neverember at uh, a tavern called the Fallen Tower, uh, north of the, the the river, in the t- like in the Tower District, um, and uh, Lord Neverember thought since obviously I can handle myself. But, you know, if this meeting, because these people aren't exactly the best of company, if people are, you understand politics, politics, people are always trying to stab someone else in the back, whether or not that's with their words or with an actual weapon. And he is wary for my safety in this meeting, though he deemed it necessary for me to have it with them. And after your uh, successful escort of this uh, wagon train all the way to Long Saddle through in a seldom used road defending against bandits who had not been successfully fended off he thought that you would be the perfect people and also knowing me um and having a familiarity with the city you'd be great to take me there um wait for me to have my meeting and then walk me back um what did you say the pub was called it's called the fallen tower I think I've been there. I don't remember, though. I can't remember half the pubs I've been to. It is one of the most popular taverns in all of Neverwinter, so I'm very sure that you would have been there before. Some people come to the Neverwinter pub, just pub to crawl. Yeah, that, that's fine by me. I mean, it's going to be in a pub. What are we going to do? Drink while we wait? Oh, no. I'll even provide some, you know, per diem so you can get a couple drinks while you wait for me. As long as you promise to, you know, stay about your wits you know as uh, I don't know who may I've, be monitoring me and or this meeting so I've never been without my wits I'm sure that's very true how Vola Roger how are you feeling about this job what is is there any questions you may have for me oh boy it seems so like the standard the standard bodyguard job um but we're all making decisions together. How do you feel about it? 
Uh, Roger probably doesn't say anything at first, and, uh, he just says, uh, quietly, uh, looking at you, uh, your decision is my decision for now. Now, it seems as though there is a bit of trepidation, and I understand this. Now, I will divulge something to you if you're okay having this information. Now, having this information is a little bit of a double-edged sword. But I can tell you a little bit more if you're willing to under if you want to know more and feel more confident in the transparency of the jobs that are being presented to you, and myself included in that. But having that information may also be a problem. If I, it's hard to dictate that, you I, know. I understand. Uh, it's not. It's not. A need to know from me, nor do I think Magdor particularly cares because it's a job we're getting paid to do to protect you, regardless of who else is involved and to drink. And to drink. Um, but in this case, I think it might put Roger at ease, and if it puts Roger at ease, then it'll make the job go smoother. Uh, for Roger? Would you like to know? There's so many things I would like to learn of the world, Ojira. Some things maybe I shouldn't know. Some things I want to know, but part of my grasp. I look at her. If you feel that it would help with the mission, then yes. And she looks at you, obviously analyzing your body language and the things like that. She's going to make an insight check on you. Sure. And she is attempting to determine something with this insight check. Narratively for our audience, she's looking at him trying to size up how comfortable you are with this job. So what would you say your confidence level is on, like, in them as a whole, in, you know, the people, both her and Never Ember and the jobs they're giving you on a 1 to 10? Or 0 to 10? Just give me, you know, what's your confidence uh, level in them? My, uh, I'd probably say I would have pretty low confidence in the situation right now. Uh, especially with the information that between Vol talking about, uh, you know, these people getting screwed over by in fine print and being reasoned over, I haven't really had time to process that as a character, so I'd be a little bit muddled in feelings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, between my little uh, outburst that either got retconned or didn't, I have no idea, got, actually. Yeah, that didn't happen. That was That okay. was as a result of me like being really in character and as a dm i get way too in character sometimes and sometimes i need to make sure that you know because in real time we're able to process these motivations but i am a person playing a person interacting with a person playing a person so we need a little more time sometimes so that is not canon for sure you're fine damn uh it's very clear i do not trust her okay she says I will tell you, and only you, and you can choose what you do with this information. Is that fair? Who I am meeting with, I can't tell you why, because obviously that's between Neverember and them. Um, it's a, you know, it could be anything from, you know, well, I need to buy a house, but you don't need to know when someone buys a house, you know? But, so the contents of the meeting I cannot divulge, but I can tell you who he is meeting, or who I am meeting with. I continue to look at her uh, expectantly. Okay. And she puts her hand out, opens it up, and then squeezes it tight. And for the purposes of your characters, for the purpose of character, 
Uh, Vol and Magdor, you are outside of the circle now, as it is just around both of them. And she says, we are meeting with representatives. If you want to take your headphones off, you absolutely can. But I trust you to roleplay it either way. She says, we are meeting with representatives of Bregan de Earth. Bregan de Earth is a, a rogue faction from Menzo Berenzen. They are um, usually male drow who have either willingly left the matriarchy in the vast underground city. You know what Menzo Berenzen is? I've heard of the drow. You've heard of what? The drow. The drow, okay. Menzo Berenzen is basically their capital in the Underdark. Um, these usually male drow have been either exiled or willingly chose to leave that because of whatever reason. And Break Into Earth is a faction that has taken them in and unified them. And there is a group of them living here. Um, they operate primarily in the shadows. They um, are usually out for their own self-interest, but are not inherently bad. Um, but familiar. Lord Never Ember understands the influence of some, you know, a group as such with people of the skills that they have as Menzo Barons and in the Underdark are very, very difficult places to live um, and survive. And so these people are genuinely harmed by that. Um, they tend to be very good at protecting themselves and those the things that they care about. So he has interest in meeting with them for reasons. Um, but that is the faction that we are meeting with representatives of for reasons that unfortunately I can't tell you everything about, but at very least you know that we are meeting with them, um, and I hope this is enough. I wasn't honestly, you cannot tell Never Ember that I told you who I was meeting with. Can I roll an insight on that? Sure. Yay, terrible insight incoming. 15. Yeah, no, she is absolutely very serious that you cannot tell Never Ember that you knew. Or that, more specifically, that she told you. If you found out by your own means, great. But, like, if he ever found out, um, you can tell that that would put a strain on the relationship between her and Never Ember, and she is risking that relationship for your confidence. Uh, maybe with these words, well, no, with these words, my character does soften up a little bit, because, obviously, uh, you give him a toy, he'll be your friend for life kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, as he like his expression does get less hard like it, he physically looks like maybe not literally softens up like he turns to goo but he, like he doesn't look so hardened in his look uh, as he does that uh, he does continue to look at Elgira and uh, could you describe her for me if you will uh, I believe if I, I did describe her when she initially came in let me make sure I stay consistent with that um, sure. I, all I remember after listening was, you know, a wood elf. Uh, I don't remember, like, uh, eye color, hair color, skin color. I think it was, like, dark brown hair. That's okay. all I think I can remember. I mean, if not, we can wreck on it. Maybe she's uh, a changeling, too, for yeah. all we know. She just changes she, it. Yeah, I like that she idea. She has... She's a wood elf. I do remember that much. Yeah. She has emerald green eyes with auburn hair. Auburn. And That's she's... Yeah, and she she has like genuinely elvish features, you know, big pointy ears, very thin frame. Um, and she wielded, um, last time you saw her, she had a quiver on her back, um, but you didn't see a bow. And she was wearing a cloak over everything. Um, this time she is wearing more like pedestrian stuff. It looks like last time she may have been out of town or kept traveling back in or something. And now she's wearing just like, you know, around town clothes. They're still 
still leather armor and she has a couple daggers, but she's pretty, you know, simply equipped. Uh, before... Oh, well, I guess I should respond, shouldn't I? Uh, alright. I'll play the game. It's gonna take a little bit for me to warm up to your lord. Algira. I appreciate that. Just understand, if you trust me, then you trust him. As weird as that may sound, because I trust him with my life. Now, I know that politics are a weird, shadowy, murky place where sometimes, you know, morality seems to be skewed, but I do, do I, want to uh, assure a, you. God, sorry. That, <laughs> you're fine. I do want to assure you that he has the best intentions of the people of the city at heart. Do I know out of character, or it's, I guess technically in character, about the history of uh, Never Ember and uh, the fact that he got, I believe, ousted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to be um, in Waterdeep, the biggest metropolis um, yes. on the Sword Coast. And this would be shared knowledge for all of you guys. Um, there is a group of people called the Masked Lords of Waterdeep. And they all wear these very ornate masks that change their voices and sometimes even their physical appearance. Um, and they are, so they're lords, people of high, high station that meet to determine the greater fate of never or of, of Waterdeep and usually most of the Sword Coast, Baldur's Gate, um, Neverwinter, some of these other larger cities on the coast are kind of the metropolis, metropolises that everything focuses out of and Waterdeep is the biggest and that's where they meet. Um, and obviously those lords can be from anywhere across the Sword Coast. Um, and there's one whose identity is known and they're called the Open Lord of Waterdeep and they're the head of the entire council. And at one point he was the Open Lord of Waterdeep, but he spent so much time in Neverwinter when he was trying to get the city fixed up, which he is still in the process of finishing up, that the uh, the lords down there ousted him and voted to have him removed from that position. Um, probably, I think less than a year ago. Um, and so he's had all, he even, the thing about it is, is his focus hasn't really changed. He's just a little more angry. <laughs> like people, the people can't really see it per se, but he has all, like before, he was just really invested in Neverwinter's well-being, but they felt he was putting so much interest in there that he was neglecting his uh, duties as the open Lord for long enough that they felt it necessary to remove him from that position. And now he, he is- so much time and hard work in the city and the people don't appreciate it. And it's like, at this point, it's like, it's like, do I need to use a Nickelback theme song, you know, here for this? Look, like, Look at this city I build. <laughs> Look at these fields I tilled. We built this city. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you all would understand at very least that he was the open lord. They thought he shouldn't be anymore. Now he's not. And he is now deep. Lord Neverember. Um, I believe he has a different title. Um, because he can't be the king of Neverwinter because that actually comes from a line and the crown of Neverwinter has been missing for a very long time. So there has not been a king Prime here. Minister? It's kind of like, uh, what's his face? The uh, Theoden in Lord of the Rings when he's not the king of Gondor or whatever. Shadow king. Uh, when he's like the, he has another name where he's basically like sitting in as the head because king the Regent? king's gone. Yeah, like like something like that. Something He's like the that. Lord Neverember, head of the city of Neverwinter. You know, um, there's probably a name for it, but I don't. Oh, Re Lord Regent, we'll call him Lord Regent. It sounds great. So uh, yeah, you would all know that. Um, is she still she's holding uh, contact with me? Mm -hmm. Like uh, yeah, like until you finish this, yeah. Uh, 
I am gonna cast message to where even though know, just out of stupid paranoia because that's how Roger is uh, Roger says one last thing is he, can I show you my own secret of course and uh, he looks at her and uh, one of his eyes changes colors to match hers and she just smiles slowly um, kind of like when and I don't want to make this this is definitely not meant to be demeaning but it's a knowing smile she just winks and says don't worry I knew these eyes are more trained at that sort of sight beyond sight sort of thing I I know you, but you, I, you I know will the never tell beam too? Okay. <laughs> I will never tell though I promise you cool. 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 and she goes like this little cross over her heart there's a problem Elgira mm. the prisoners know you are? what? did you say your prisoners? no the prisoners know Oh, then just, I don't know, we'll figure something out. Just be cautious with it. Why did you reveal your form to them? Because I was in danger by a man with wands of prestidigitation. There was no wands oh. of prestidigitation. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> you just <said> <laughs> You're thinking back through the conversation. That stupid me. boy talking no about wands. Vold sticks his head into <laughs> she, the barrier. She says, don't worry. We'll make sure that uh, there's ways around fixing this that are high level of magic that won't affect them in any way other than removing that from their recollection. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. As I become more me, I've found new ways to protect myself so I don't have to resort to primal instinct. Uh, Don't be ashamed of who you are, though. Um, when you're among myself, if we ever have a place where we can meet that's more private, I will not be off-put by you being in your more comfortable form. <laughs> bow, chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> uh, I, I look at Vol and I say, it'd be the first time in a very long time. And, yeah, for uh, the first time while they're talking. <laughs> you see him look at Yuval, and she says, Very well, I think we've been here long enough. Hey, dwarf. Um, what the fuck are they talking you, about? <laughs> I hope that you trust me a little bit more, but understand that I will do anything I can to build that bridge. Okay? Okay. Alright. And then she go, she opens her hand back up, and, the, and, it, and it spaces oh. out, and... Uh, she says, well, um, how are we feeling? I, I think I may have helped our friend here, Roger, to be a little more confident in, in what we're doing. Um, Magdor, Vol, you're still feeling open and up to the job? I just nod. Yeah. Very well, very well. Okay, so now I can uh, let you know that the job is happening tonight. Um, it's this evening. Um, it will be well after dinner time, so just make sure that your drinking doesn't too get raucous, uh, Mister. I've got plans. Magdor, it's after the dinner, after dinner, after drinking. Just make sure you sober up a little bit. I trust that you'll be with your wits. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a job. Yeah, I'll be there. You're professional. I believe in you. 
but it will be tonight. Um, I would love to meet you um, in the town square um, at about, actually there's a bridge that goes across the river in the town square. Um, if we can meet on that bridge and head there around uh, probably several hours before uh, midnight, and we'll head there and you should be back within two, three hours at the most. Oh, the pay. The pay. Yes, the most important part. Glenn has to look back at his session notes. <laughs> I was say, I don't even respond to this. Like, I've been thinking about so many things. Like, even coin doesn't mean a thing to me at this point. <laughs> so the pay is one gold, five silver each um, for this simple escort. You bring me there. Make sure I'm safe. I'll go into the meeting. I'll come out. Come back. You escort me back to the bridge. Um, at that point, I will. there will be several Neverwinter town guards who will escort me back to my home within the protector's enclave and um your job will end as long as i am unharmed then the pay will be full if i have for some reason received serious injury you will still be paid but it will be only five silver and if i don't come back obviously you will not be paid what if we heal you if you can heal a serious i i mean by serious injury i mean i'm like like, oh no, I lost a limb, or I've lost my, you know, I, I can I've, fix that. I was blinded. You can, you can restore limbs. <laughs> hold up my arm. Uh, oh no, no, no! It has limbs. to be my actual limb. If you can restore oh, man, an so organic cheesy. limb, if you can restore an organic limb, obviously though, I think that the mechanics that you've used to make sure that you have the functionality of an arm are quite intuitive. Uh, it, it wasn't me, unfortunately. I don't, I don't have the knowledge for this. My, my deity uh, helped me out. It was instilled on you by your deity? That's the stuff of storybooks, my friend. I, uh, I do have a request, Algira. Absolutely. What, what, what can I do? Would you happen to know where I live? I would imagine. I do not have that okay. information. You do not have that information. <laughs> Um, I'm sure it could be found, but I try to make sure that the, the personal information that I don't need to know about the people I'm working with stays personal. Uh, that's fair. Uh, send a couple of guards who, who you trust to pick up the, the prisoners, uh, because honestly, this seems like a problem beyond me, and we found people committing a crime, and I shall, I shall treat it as such. But I would like to ask, if possible, to make sure that they're not armed. Oh, in there. I, I assure you that and their crime is barely violent. So, um, and apparently they have the large, for... large families. So, um, sure they do. Unfair. Tradesmen often yeah. tend to It'd have plenty nice of little, 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 little kids. So that's. Uh, I I will do everything within my power to make sure that they are not harmed and that their sentence is as minimal as possible. Um, I know that there is a good likelihood of the sentencing being against them. As you know, you caught them in the act. It's a little hard to prove that they shouldn't be charged with something, but I, I, there is, I, I see almost no cause for them to be in prison for more than a month. Okay, um, and then I'll wow, really peaceful here. I like this. I'll give her my uh, address for guards to come and collect them. Okay. Um, and this is something I kind of thought of in the moment because this feels like a conflict that could have been avoided and I hope that this I'm going to run something by you guys this is me just on the spitball here do you think that it would be worthwhile as you said that these men said that most of them couldn't read well enough to see this clause 
do you think it would be worthwhile to have someone within the trade, like within their guild, who we appoint as someone who can be present at the meetings to make sure that they understand what they're signing? Next time, you know, because I there is going to be more contracts and, you know, they are good tradesmen. I'm not going to stop working with the their guild because of, you know, a few families getting frustrated enough to take action. But do you feel that that would avoid conflict in the future? I, that seems like a good idea because I also don't know if, if they were completely honest with me. Um, I don't know if they knew about the limited time that they had. Uh, this was new information on your end that I'm learning about, which is why I was trying yeah, to avoid jumping to any conclusions about the morality of individuals. That is wise. Um, well, if you all think it's a good idea, then I will try and convince Lord Neverember that we should do this to avoid future instances of insurrection by those we work with, because that's not the intention. There was Obviously, they were fully paid. They just didn't receive a bonus by you know, having a tax break. So, you know, we didn't feel like we had done anything wrong. They just didn't meet the contract fully. So they didn't get all of the agreed upon things. Just like if you bring me back and I'm missing my arms, you wouldn't expect to get the full payment for the escort quest. <laughs> but I can fix that. I can't have metal arms, my friend. I use a bow. <laughs> contract agreement says to bring you back alive. It doesn't say anything about missing limbs. If I have a grievous injury of some sort, a grievous injury would be constituted as missing limbs, I believe. What, what are you saying? Someone with arms can't function as a member of society? I'm saying I can't do my job without my oh. arms. All right, you're fine. This is written for me. <laughs> Obviously, Master Dwarf, you do your job well, and we all know that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about you helping with this job. Doesn't You don't receive the attention of Lord Neverember without some merit. When okay. we meet up later, I'll um, run you through some of our um, strategies, should anything go wrong. Uh, Great. So. Um, I will... Uh, this has been a good meeting. Thank you for having me. And she opens her hand up all the way, and you hear, you know, the muffled sounds from outside become present once again, um, fully. And she says, uh, with that, um, I will buy a round the same as last time? Yes. Yes. I'll That's have it mighty generous over, of you. Um, yeah, you know, I, I always like to make sure those I'm working with have me in good standings when they think of me when I'm not around. But I will have that bought and sent over. Um, uh, the contract will be brought to you um, by the same means that you received uh, your your money for the last um, completed job. Um, Can I take a messenger? A messenger raven, yes. Uh, uh, like a courier, if you could. It is more expensive to pay a person to do a job than an animal do for some bread. Could you train your raven to leave it on the windowsill then? Um, they are not... quite intelligent. I could attempt to do this. Yes, they're. I'm gonna say they're great creatures. They're great creatures. It's just I don't like ravens. Okay. Um, we have another option if you don't. It will expend some magic of some of our magic users, but. Within the context of your bag, if you it's just kind of a pain because there's no way to like alert you. But I can have an item basically sent to your bag. Like a direct deposit, if you will. Okay. Effectively, uh, yes. It will just uh, it's just hard to know when it's there. So if you would check on the hour, if that's the preferred method of delivery, then we can do that. 
I'm sure if uh, my compatriots get something, they will let me know and I'll happily check the bag. It's just the idea of It will be delivered using... by the evening. Using or for now. Sorry, carry on talking. Oh, using a creature like that. The servant of one of the, the greatest deities this world has ever known. And deliver... This... Uh, like, he, he kind of, like, looks at you and, uh, like, he looks at you with confidence versus, like, this paranoid distrust. But as he tries to say the words, uh, he shudders and he goes, whatever works, whatever works. And I'm going to have her make a history check. Now, <laughs> if, if there Glenn is a deity that, that this is the DM trying to get information out of the players, which I've never seen before. <laughs> um, I rolled a 22 to determine if if she would have heard of this deity. Oh, I thought you said the DM was like the D does the DM get like a plus twenties uh, history? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I set a, a modifier in my head before I rolled the die. Ravens are creatures of death, and the person that would serve it, or it would serve, would be known as the Raven Queen, goddess of the Raven death. Queen. Okay, all right. And she and says that is why okay. Roger is terrified of them. Well, maybe we'll just have a pigeon sent to you or something. I'll take a pigeon. The God of pigeons actually doesn't quite frighten me as much. Doesn't have the same tone. It's like the god of warm oatmeal. It's like it's just not as threatening, you know. Very well. We'll make sure you get the note though, um, and I will see you all at the bridge at ten or so. Understood. T y v m b b l. All right. And she stands up and gives you a curt bow and smiles and walks to the bar orders and a few minutes later you see after she steps out of the bar um your preferred drinks brought to you um, um what do you do i'm going to say that magdor didn't drink too terribly much there's probably another one last gallon left of that stuff <laughs> so he wants to save it so he's going to open mm -hmm. up the top of the top cork of that and just kind of look mm -hmm. into it into the alchemy jug you can't see anything, but you can hear the sloshing. All right, it doesn't ever gonna... change weight. It's really weird. You poured out three gallons, you know, and the weight didn't change. It still weighed 12 pounds. Right. I'm going to just pour in that final mug into the jug and seal it up. Oh, you poured the mug back into the alchemy jug? Yeah. I don't know if it does anything. Just lore or RP-wise. He wants to save RP -wise it. RP-wise, it does. Yeah, no, it doesn't do anything. All right. It just pours Wait, what over type, the table is it, what as did it tries you, to funnel it in. What did you get last time that she would have provided Oh, no, 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 not the new one. I, I was saying for the old one, because I didn't want to waste the one that out. I poured from the jug. Oh, so you're going to pour the rest out of the jug for the day so that you keep it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you do that. Just fine. And then I drink what she awesome. gave me. I'm good. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah. Does the Severn have a Tropic Berry Sprite? Ah, uh, the equivalent, yeah. Okay. Well, a carbonated that. beverage that tastes fruity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I awesome. drink a little bit and then I go and take a, a, a kind of nap or go back to my apartment to receive the guards. I'm assuming she might send that day. Okay. Yeah, but beyond that, um, I think just rest up and ready up for the battle in the night. Awesome. Yep. I think as Bull okay. would be walking away, he would notice that someone's uh, like dragging onto the back of his uh, armor or whatever he's wearing, and he would turn around to see me looking at him haughtily. And then, yes, uh, boy. 
Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Uh, I, it, it's been almost 10 years. You need to find a, a new term. Uh, don't worry. I will help you with common. Uh, why did you hold that information from us? I literally just learned before we got here. Like, so the time that we were walking to the tavern, something of that critical importance you kept to yourself? I was... Given to some, I was thinking of what to do. And speaking with your compatriots was not one of them? I did what we I thought was best. We will earn our salt with the group in time. I promise you that. I've done that for years. I've tried for years. Magdor is fantastic, and I'm... Well, I'd like to think I'm, I'm perfect, but we, we can all disagree in some shape or form. However, if there's one thing I know you don't recognize, that is strategy. Tactics. You love to charge ahead and murder stuff. There's got to be a little planning here. You gotta believe in us. This has nothing to do with either of you. This was about what I wanted to do and I made a choice. Well, it sounds like you made another choice. And uh, he does walk off. Roger walks off? Yes. Are you going back to your apartment? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm going to... Because uh, uh, he noticed like as he was saying that, uh, the tips of fingers were actually starting to get hot and he realized he, he needed to uh, separate himself for a little bit just to cool down okay um so Roger walks off for Magdor what do you do Magdor's gonna go to his room and just kinda look at his arm his his iron arm not his real one and and remember that they were uh, the conversation earlier about the deity and you know he gets this surge of inspiration from, that he can feel is from his deity. You know, he, he wasn't necessarily praying, but to a forge god, you know, looking at irons, the same thing. Well, divine inspiration. And so uh, he's going to set it down and start uh, on a ritual for his arm there, um, where he's going to channel his divinity into an artisan's blessing. Awesome. And that manifests in, like, higher craftsmanship and a little bit more effectiveness, yes? Uh, this is going to be for looks for now. Okay. Um, it, okay. Instead, of dis, instead of dislocating at just the arm, it's going to be the arm and the wrist. Oh, awesome. So it's like gaining an extra joint. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And as Magdor leaves to go work on his arm, as he kind of eyes it as he walks away, what do you do, Vol? Um, I was, the last one at the table. Yeah, no, I was on my way to, to my place when Roger stopped me. Um, awesome. Yeah, and so I'm just going to wait for the... Uh, if that's going to happen today, uh, I don't know. Uh, but if it's going to happen today, wait for the guards to come pick up the prisoners. Um, yeah. Uh, Did you want to have like a, an in-depth conversation with them or anything No, like when that, I get... Or? I made my decision regarding them, so I'm just going to okay. make sure that they're bound and gagged, and I'm just not going to list any of their pleas. Uh, okay. Because now well, it's beyond I me. Cool. When you walk back, uh, you see two guards like knocking on your door. Uh, as you approach your house. You here for the prisoners? Uh, yes, we are. I let them in. Um, awesome. Unbind them from the wall, and, and then... <laughs> and they say quite yours, a setup boys. you got here. Uh, awesome. Th- and they use their own manacles and get them all taken care of. Take the gags out and uh, kind of point at them and, you know, warn them that they just don't talk. 
and they t- they take that stern warning to heart. And they've already dealt with that with you a little bit. They understand when someone says something, they mean it. So, and these are official city guards, and they are in imprisonated, and you know they've got manacles on. This is serious. So, mm. yeah. Do you have anything else to say to them or the guards? No. I'm like, thank you. I, like, I just nod, and then they go off on their way, and then I uh, yeah. slowly start getting ready for the night activities. Awesome. And if you guys don't have any uh, anything else you'd like to do, then the rest of the day kind of passes as Magdal works and you prepare for the, the evening. And when it gets closer, you're able to gather your gear um, after having a, you know, good, some good me- a good meal, a hearty meal to feel healthy and well energized. Is that okay? Uh, may I give a uh, 30 second cutscene for some roleplay? Sure. Uh, Roger does go in and like he shouts a little angrily and maybe uh, he has to stomp out a, a flame he accidentally starts on the floor uh, and there is a particular spot where you, you see scorch marks where he's done this before where he's gotten emotional he's gotten angry and he just kind of like uh, exhaust shoots that out a little bit okay. and like he runs his hands through his hair kind of uh, untidies it up a bit uh, he doesn't really try to keep it organized but it looks incredibly disheveled at this point and like he's breathing heavy at this point and he looks at his armoire and he sees the dagger is still sitting there and he, he walks up to it and he looks at the reflection in the, in the blade and like uh, it, lo- it almost looks like uh, he's still inflecting but he's talking to it and nobody here can hear it but he's talking to it and talking uh, to I think, which dagger? Uh, the dagger that he constantly keeps on his person before he oh. goes to sleep, or he'll okay. put it on the desk. He puts it with the nice view, and uh, uh, he does say, "I'm sorry for not being able to say your name." And that's it for me. Awesome. Okay. And the time comes. the uh, The bell rings ten times in the city square. You hear it in the distance as, uh, as you're all approaching, um, having met up, you know, and silently approaching your, uh, the location that you need to be at. Um, Magdor being relatively quiet, usually just walking and a little bit of tension between our, uh, you know, closely bonded Vol and Roger as no. you approach a little bit, uh, and you approach and you see, um, kind of like the, that the, the, since this is close to Protector's Enclave, the lights here are actually magical in nature, and so they kind of have a little bit of a magical hum. They're not quite that, you know, candlelight, um, but they they hum a little bit, and you can see in that kind of bluish, um, whitish light, um, as you approach the uh, bridge, you see Algira standing there, and she greets you with a nod, and next week we will see what happens on the escort mission to the Fallen Tower Tavern. Hell yeah. 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 Oh, that. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. Um, you can find me on Twitter at LR the 11th, uh, all spelt out. And oh, my turn. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Houston. And you can find me on Twitter at Zigzagoon. You have oh, a Twitter now. I've had one for a while. Magic. I just never use it. This is amazing. Oh my oh, gosh! All right, dude. Tyler, you want to send us out and finish out episode three? 
Absolutely. We are a part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast network dedicated to giving you the video game news and tropes you deserve. You can find the show everywhere you can Google and on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Glenn is a part of, of a sister D&D show called Ready to Roll, where you can find more of his and other talented players as they continue their quest in the Forgotten Archipelago. That was Nick. That was Randon. That was Glenn. And this is Tyler. We'll see you next week with another episode of Casual Ma- Qu- Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> casual Questmasters. <laughs> of Casual Questmasters. God, why did we pick that as the title? And don't forget to <laughs> For never moments stop the quest. Just like that. It's amazing. Perfect. Just like that. Bye bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here, and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters.